to meet you before the day's out. Um, you might wait till after the service to meet me, though. I mean, if you want to walk up here right now, it's, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Uh, it's happened before. Uh, you know, uh, today's a flannel kind of day, isn't it? If you're wearing flannel, would you raise your hand so I can just see how many of us there are? Uh, there's, you know, there's at least uh, ten, half dozen ten. If you're wearing flannel uh, inside, flannel lined pants, would you raise your hand? Yeah, there's a three or four. You, you guys are geniuses. It's very warm, right? Well, I got a word for you today. Before the day's out, you're going to experience the flannel love of Jesus. And it's like a flannel shirt. He fits. It's warm. It's comforting. And he wants to, talk, he wants to come and uh, he wants you to experience him this morning. And that's what this is about. It's about you and him coming together. And we know it like uh, when you let our praises fill this temple, you know what the temple of God is, right? It's you. Oh, children! Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at y'all. Children, you're wonderful. We love you. You guys are dismissed. Your history makers are standing at the back door. They were all back there doing the wave. I thought they were liking what I was saying. I thought it was a football game. It's not. They wanted to get out of here quickly. Uh, God's good. We've been talking about this, and, and you know, these, this is warm fuzzies, right? The, the Christmas season, the manger scene, that literally uh, Jesus was, was became, God became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And it was a birth of life in, our, in the whole world. It was the thing that everything before the creation of the world, this was planned, and Vicki's chasing her granddaughter down, that uh, Vicki... I love her spirit and her heart, and she is a worshiper. You don't have to be prophetic to see that, right? Um, I remember while I was watching, you guys couldn't see her because she's only two, two and a half feet tall. I don't know how tall she is. She was up front, and uh, she's raising her hands and praising God and then looking at us to see how we respond to her. Right? Over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, had a little girl at Grace Fellowship. We were the vineyard back then, and she was 11 years old or 10 years old. Her name was Mary, Mary LaRocca. Her dad was a pilot instructor at the Air Force Base, and they came to here. They lived in Cabot. And uh, back then, 25 years ago, really, people didn't engage in worship much that way, demonstrably, demonstrably that word, right? They, it, was, it was very private, and we all sat in our chairs. Everybody did, and we had a, a place up front. We were in a small building. We were all on the same floor. No, we didn't have a stage, but it was like uh, we've been talking about worship. You know, you can't read the Bible without reading about worship, and if you read the Psalms, David was a crazy man. He worshiped as if no one was looking but the king. And his wife, right? Remember what she did? He embarrassed her. But he was worshiping God. And so we're studying worship, and we're studying worship, and we're reading the Bible, and I believe the Bible. And, but we're still stuck. Because nobody's going to worship the way David worshiped. Lord Jesus, you know he wasn't a man after God's own heart, right? If you know the Bible, you know I just said it opposite. He was a man after God's own heart. And one Sunday, we're standing in our little building where everybody can see everybody, and I'm on the front row because I have to preach in a minute, 
And I'm standing there, and I see this little blonde girl named Mary that she walked up front. Ugh, it killed me. She, she left her seat, and she walked right up front, and she's the only one. And she stands, and she's not doing it for, she's worshiping God. And I'm looking at that little girl. Now, she's not turning around and looking. She's older than that. She was 10, I think. And I'm like, I'll die before I hinder her expression of love to God. And me being the pastor, standing in here like a stinking two-by-four or a telephone pole or a rock of Gibraltar and not expressing anything outwardly towards my love for God, I will not be the one who says what you're doing isn't right. And so I took three steps. You know, it sounds like this huge deal, right? I took three steps forward and I stood beside Mary, who was an accomplished dancer, and I was embarrassed, I turned red, and it was so hard to do that. But Mary set something loose inside of Grace Fellowship, and I don't want to take credit for this because it's not. She set something loose inside of the town of Cabot, and now everywhere you look, there are thousands of people that aren't afraid to express worship to God. And I'm not saying there was nobody back then either. I'm just saying it wasn't happening in corporate services, you know. What a beautiful thing. It's very comforting. God loves you. And he wants, he's going to, if you'll allow him to, he's going to wrap his arms around you the way that this flannel shirt does. And when he does, you can't deny him. You can't deny him. He is alive. That baby that was born 2,000 years ago, he died for our sin. And he rose from the dead never to die again. And today he's here. He's with us. And he wants us to know him. And he wants to know you. You know, you can know him without him knowing you, right? You don't have to open up to him. You know, I'm, I'm excited. We've got three people going to... I started to say Cambodia, Monday, uh, tomorrow morning, way early, uh, Harvey Boyd, Harvey up here, Pastor Harvey, uh, Kay Bays, I started to say Bayless, Bays right there, hey, raise your hand, not everybody knows you, there's new people here, and uh, where's Pat? Ta-da, Pat Davis over there, and they're going to Cambodia, and then they're going to India, they're going to spend two weeks away. And they're going to go to those, those nations and share what we know right now is that Jesus loves them and that they have destiny and purpose and they, they're, that God died for them. And uh, they're going across the ocean. It's like, I don't know how, it's a 24-hour trip or longer than that to get there with layovers and everything. But uh, what a privilege that is. It's, I'm so excited what God's doing. There's so much life that they're going to go share in Cambodia. And uh, the same life they're going to share there, God wants you to experience here. And uh, there's more life happening. Y'all know our uh, Patrick, Pat, Patrick Hawkins that was leading worship right up here, had the guitar, singing those songs a while ago. Uh, I have news. If you're not on social media, I'm excited to say that uh, he is engaged to be married. 
Yeah. And uh, that's exciting. Y'all, her name is Lexi. She has a son named Oscar. Great kid, wonderful girl, young woman, I should say. And uh, I'm excited about that, ha- that happening. Another life coming together and two becomes one. And something that's never been born in the world gets born when that happens every time. And so uh, I'm excited about it. And you know what's interesting? I think about how good God is, and He's good. We can't, none of us can argue with that. And the enemy and, 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 hit, and news and everything tries to say He's not good, but I know He's good. If you allow Him to wrap His arms around you, He's good every time. He's defeated death, he's defeated sin, he's defeated separation, and he's brought us and made us one with himself through the power of his might and his resurrection. He's good. You know, if he's so good, I want to answer a question today. You know, uh, I'm not saying this is any of us, but I've seen this. You know, once in a while, one of you guys that's very sensitive and, you know, that nurturing people that you are, one of you asked me this question fairly often. Are you okay? I guess they see something in my face. Like, I know she's saying it's fine, but if you're saying it's fine, it's probably not fine. Right? Is that true? Why would you have to say you're fine if you're fine? You don't have to say it because everybody can look at you and they know you're fine. And sometimes people look at me and they're like, and I'm wondering what they see. It's like, is it written on my forehead? Is it a word of knowledge? Is there something happening I don't know about? Or is this life I live and present doesn't always match what's going on inside? And so you're saying it's fine, but is it really? And actually, some of you will say that with that funny tone of voice. I'll say, they'll say, how are you doing? I'll say, I'm fine. And they'll go, really? I'm like, what, are you calling me a liar? <laughs> you know? How come if God's so good, why is it not always fine? Right? What's the problem? What's the struggle? Why are sometimes we work, okay, we'll say this. I won't say I have anxiety. I'll just say, I'm concerned And I'm concerned for you. It's really not about me. I I might say I'm worried. But the truth is there's something inside of us that's not always fine. What's the problem? Why, even though we know, why are we not always fine? Why do we worry? What do we fret about? If God really does love us, and if we read that passage last week, if he's a good father and you ask him for bread, what, won't he give more than that? He'll give us the spirit. That's what Jesus said. And so we know that, but see, sometimes it's not fine. What's the problem? That's what I want to look at for a second because I think I want to tell you what the problem is this morning. You see, that's, that's a beautiful thing. It, uh, uh, those of you, some of you have gone through this. I had a small... Uh, I have, my doctor is hilarious. I went in for these skin things, you know, that old people get that have been out in the sun way too much, and uh, the skin cancer stuff. So I go into my doctor, my PC, I think 
Is that what you call him, primary care doctor? I went to my primary care doctor, and, and you know, he looks me over, and he does blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, he, he, you know, and he gets through doing this stuff, and he's, he looks at me, and he says, you're covered with cancer. <laughs> that is not nice. That's what I told him. We've been friends for 40 years almost, 30-something years anyway. I said, you're not nice. I said, that is not a nice thing to say. Because I knew I had that sun-caused cancer, right? Whatever, I don't even know what it's called. But it's where they freeze it off and you get it. If you're my complexion, you're out in the sun a lot when you were young. And you get it and it's, it's, they burn it off. It's no big deal. Or they freeze it off, whatever you call it. And so I realized that's true. So I had, I don't know, nine or ten of those things burned off of my face. And then he said, but there's two spots I want to send you to a, that other person, the skin specialist for. It's not pediatrician, right? Dermatologist. That's right, Tim. Pediatrician, gynecologist. I didn't go there either. That's what I thought he said. All those names are confusing, right? You know what's really confusing? Wouldn't you like to know why it's always not fine? Like, you want to know. You see, and so he tells me, and so I go to the dermatologist, and he finds some other kind of cancer, and he cuts it out and leaves this big hole. It wasn't that big, but he, to me it's a big hole. And uh, he sends it off. He says, it's this cancer and it's that cancer, and I got it all, and you're fine. Come back in six months and blah, blah, blah. So it's no big deal. It's no big deal if you know it's there and you know what it is. I wasn't covered with that really bad kind of cancer. This was a slow-growing cancer. You get rid of it. It's not, it's, that's what we do. You see, it is fine. But why is it not fine? Don't you want to know why it's not fine? After G what Jesus did, it's true. It's true. He set us free. He invited us into His family. It's by His grace, by His power, by His blood. But still, why isn't the world fine? Why aren't you fine? Well, what if you knew the answer to that? Then it would become... Uh, yeah, you'd do what I did. You'd go to the dermatologist and let them uh, cut it out. And then you'd be fine again. Well, guys... It's a simple, simple, simple thing. Not easy, but simple. And I think what Pastor Tim said in the deal about there's something that the Satan has deceived us. The Bible says he blinds the eyes of those who can't believe. And to why it's not fine, I believe that the enemy has blinded our eyes to it. And we need to know. I, I think if I hadn't have gone to see that my doctor and he hadn't have said that me he was joking when he said I was covered with cancer he's me and him have that kind of relationship I still said it wasn't nice <laughs> that's not what anybody wants to hear but uh here's the deal I want to look at this and you know this is true Paul wrote the Romans and he said in Romans 1 16 my favorite passage in the Bible I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. 
And then he said the most divided group in the world, Gentiles and Jews, it's for everyone. The gospel's for everyone. And then he says this, Paul says this, he says, listen, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness, now I want to plant this seed in your heart because you already heard this verse, you've read it, you have it memorized, it's in your Bible, it's in your phone. The righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. From first to last. And the righteous will live by faith. I'm like, Okay, so what's the problem? What's the problem in the world? Do you know what the problem in the world is? Uh, now he said, and Paul said in Ephesians 2, that God who's rich in mercy made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgressions. He says the same thing. It's, it's by grace you've been saved. It's a free gift. It's the, it's the power and the love of God that has brought salvation to all of us. Jew and Gentile, because God raised us up. We didn't raise ourselves up. We did. It's not self-effort. It's not us doing it ourselves. God raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages, we're living in, in coming ages, right? That's where we're at. In the coming ages, he might show incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it's by grace you've been saved, through faith, and that's not from yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You see, the gospel really is good news. It's because of His love, because of what He did, and because of what He's doing. And we turn that around, so the strength of God is getting released in our lives through one reason, through one thing. It's by His faith. Like, faith is a gift from God. It's His faith. It's not our faith. It's He gives us the faith to believe. And now, so the strength isn't something we work up. It's something He gives us because of the faith He gives us. Isn't that crazy? And uh, so it's really good news. Any strength you have, any perseverance you've got any wisdom we have any happiness any joy uh everything comes by grace from him through faith and we all know the bible says that and that's good news so what do we fret about how come we have to say it's fine and it's not fine where does anxiety come from where does what about fear what are you afraid of you see that it's a big deal. So you know what the problem is? You're going to love this. Um, I'm not making it up. The problem is sin. Sin's a problem. Everything problem comes from sin. Now, uh, almost every evangelical in the world would agree with me about that. But... But, I did say but, didn't I? John chapter 8. Last week we talked about this, and it's a beautiful picture of, of the kingdom of God. And it's, it's, it's a reality that happened to Jesus. 
Jesus was teaching. He was in the city, and uh, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the, and in their world, the government officials and the, the church officials were the same people, and it was, they've caught a woman in adultery. The Bible makes a point to say, in the act of adultery. So I don't have to tell you anything else. That's what they caught. And they brought, G, they brought her to Jesus, drug her out of the house or the building or wherever she was at, and brought her before Jesus because their law said to stone a woman called in adultery. Actually, a woman that has committed adultery. You stone them. And uh, they were trying to trap Jesus, which is not a good idea, right? And then Jesus, they kept asking him. They kept asking him. And it says in verse 7 of chapter 8, it says, When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up. Wouldn't it be tough if you were Jesus in that place? That day with a mob. I mean, it was a mob. And they had picked up stones and they're ready to kill someone in a very, very horrible demonic way. Stoning them, hitting them with rocks until they die, right? Um, what if they were asking you that question? <laughs> I thought about this. And her life is hanging by a thread. And what you say actually will determine what happens to that lady. I can't imagine. I wouldn't know what to say. Well, Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, he said these words. If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. She, so I want you to think about that word sin. Now, of course, if you read on in chapter 8, you find out, you know what happens. Uh, beginning with the oldest, they one by one probably dropped their rocks and left. And then you all know the story, right? Um, but I want you to answer this question. Uh, is... Getting caught committing adultery, is that sin? I'm setting you up to answer it wrong. Right? I wouldn't be asking it if I, if you were, if I didn't know. Is committing adultery, the act of adultery, is that sin? Um, now, that's a good question. Now, what if you're not caught? Is it still sin? No. <laughs> I lived that way my whole life. <laughs> well, so it's sin if you're caught, but if you're not caught, maybe. Or you're hoping, anyway, right? Now, but you need to answer this question. We need to answer this question according to Scripture. And not according to Western thought or wisdom. I mean, you do know on the dollar bill, 
On the $1 bill, there's a lady holding scales up in the air, and she has a blindfold, right? Y'all know that? You ever pull out a $1 bill, and she's on there. She's a Greek goddess. She's whatever her name is of justice. Not Christian. Greek, mythology, Satan worship, idolatry. She was an idol. And so our definition is maybe more influenced by the Greek world and our world than it is by the heart of God. Maybe. So we have to ask that question. You know, because I want to ask some more questions. Um, Should she pay for her sin? And obviously, I don't think that is, I don't think committing adultery is what the definition of sin is. I don't. And I'm going to show you scripture that gets you at least think about it. Now, is it? Should she suffer the consequences for what she did or what she's doing? Should she pay the price? You know, I just ask those questions. Um, Did she destroy that man's family? What about his wife? What about his kids? Did she do this on purpose? Was this a habitual pattern in her life of going out and finding men? And, you know, it's, Proverbs has lots of scriptures about that. A woman that stands on the street corner making eyes at men, you know. That uh, if I ever make eyes at you, don't, it, it, it won't be very, like, I don't even know how to make eyes. I'd be so like this. Lisa, that, is that, that didn't really do anything for you, did it? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Talks about it in Proverbs. You know, was that true? Was this the tenth time she's done it? Was it a plan? Was it intentional? Was it premeditated? Did she go find someone that she wanted and go after him? You see, those are a lot of questions. You don't know the answers to that. They just caught her in the act and drug her out in the street and was going to kill her. You know? Or, what about this question? How old was she? Was she manipulated by a powerful person in her life? Was she threatened? Did they threaten to take kill her family if she didn't do it? I mean, unfortunately, I know people, I know women that that happened to. See, you don't know. Was, was she starving and a servant in his house and a slave and she didn't have any choice? You don't know. So we don't know anything. We don't know anything about her. We, we just don't know. Was she just hungry and needed the job? We don't know. We just don't know. You know, maybe she was a victim. Maybe she had been abused. Maybe she was all alone in this world with no, nothing in sight that could give her life. I don't know. 
was committing adultery with this man, sin, by God's idea. What does God say sin is? You see, if sin's the cause of all this pain in the world, then don't you think it'd behoove us to know what it is? Uh, maybe we should understand what is sin? What does the Bible say about it? Because you know the biggest trick. Um, I'm looking for uh, a young person that's not too young and not too old. Okay, Dan, come on up. <laughs> you're old as dirt. You're, you're old, Dan. You know, um, I've got something amazing here. Come on up here, Dan, so everybody can see. Uh, we'll pretend you're a teenager. Yeah, come on up. Yes, you're not. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dad's as deaf as I am. <laughs> That's how teenagers say. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, now, what I have here is uh, James Rutherford made these. He's printing his own money now. <laughs> James, did you make these? Yes. That, that's, that's how we do the court of law. He doesn't get to explain anything. He just answers my question. And uh, these are called behavior bucks. If you have small children in the back room, you'll know that they get behavior bucks. They get rewarded for when they have good behavior. And when they don't have good behavior, we have a cat of nine tails that we use liberally. No, not really. So the behavior bucks are, this is money spendable in our children's department. And they get stuff they really like when they, they get these bucks for memorizing scripture, bringing their Bible, doing good behavior. Now, Dan, I know this is going to be hard. What if you couldn't tell the difference between fake money and real money? You wouldn't know. So, Dan, uh, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. <laughs> Don't try to spend that. You're going to jail. <laughs> you can tell that's not real. Like, you can tell this is real. I mean, it doesn't look real to me. It's all colorful and it has all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's got the strip. It's real. Yeah. You know, the truth is, if you can't tell the difference, then you got nothing. What if the enemy tricked us and what he calls sin isn't what sin is? And if you don't have the real thing, you have no tender, you have no power, you have nothing to spend. And you, so I think that's happened. So Dan, you can tell the difference, right? Yes. Uh, take the real one. I would suggest taking the real one. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. You enjoy it. Now, you know, to Dan, it's $20, whatever. But to a kid, that would be a big deal. You'd be like, do some cartwheels. Do like a flip or something. Be excited. Be excited. <laughs> yeah, come on, Dan. Listen, you can leave here today with a revelation of what's causing this stress and this junk in our world. It's sin. And I, I think it's pretty obvious that we must know what it is because the world's not like the manger where Jesus was born. Guys, we need to know what sin is. And really, he gives us an idea of that. Here we go. And Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground. 
And after he asked them that question, remember? <laughs> you and I would be way relieved that we didn't kill the poor lady or the young teenager or the abused person or the slave. Jesus, he, he rode on the ground and only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. You know, at your worst day of your life, you know who will be, still be standing there with you when it, when it comes to the end of it? Jesus. Jesus. When everybody else has left you, Jesus will still be with you. And Jesus straightened up and he asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, sir, no one. And Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go now, and here's the key. He didn't say, and you know, in my mind, I keep putting adultery back in here. But that is not what he said. He said, go now and leave your life of sin. Now, I want to put this thought in your mind, and I want to go farther with it next week. We have gotten symptoms of sin confused with sin. It's not the same thing. Adultery is one of the ways that God reveals to us that there's something out of whack with us and his relationship. And one of the ways he reveals it is through adultery. But if you focus on that fruit but you don't deal with the root, then you're just going to have more fruit. And it's going to continue to grow. And then when, speak, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know what? He's defining sin right there. He said, if you, if you follow me, if you're intertwined with me, if you're abiding in me, you will not walk in darkness. Her problem wasn't adultery. It was a life of walking in the darkness. Now what if you knew how to not walk in the darkness so that you wouldn't have the harvest of that? You see, we are calling sin not what he called sin. He calls it this. And it's so funny to me. I love this verse. This is such a complicated verse. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. What a great gift. He gave his son. We didn't earn him. We didn't work for it. We didn't become perfect so that Jesus could come. There was no effort involved on our part. God gave his son. And you know what the sin is? It's not doing this. Whoever believes in Him will have a harvest of eternal life. You'll have the strength to not steal, to not hurt, to not murder, to not commit adultery, to not have depression, to get over anxiety. Whoever believes in Him and you go back to that first verse as we read in the whole New Testament. For by grace you are saved through faith. And it's not of works so that no man can boast. 
Do you know what sin is? It's so funny that finding life comes from believing, having faith in him. Sin is actually not believing in him and not having faith in him. And that is what will put you in bondage and you won't be able to control it. And Paul says, the more I try to control this stuff, the more I do it. The more I try to, to do something, the less I can do it. Because your life, my life, the strength of God, the grace of God comes from belief, from faith. And so the, main, the big deal is, it's so funny, it's so important. Jesus said it. He, uh, he actually said it in that, par- in that story about that woman. He didn't say, deal with the fruit of unbelief. And you know what unbelief looks like with our lives? Um, for me, it looked like I believed I was stupid. Well, God didn't agree with me. I didn't believe what he said about me. I believed what my own mind came up with. We struggle with believing what the Scripture says about us. I mean, what Tim said earlier today, that, that is crazy. I didn't raise my hand either. Even though I know biblically it's true. That Jesus came so that He could live in us and we could live in Him. And when God looks at me, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know what the Bible says, but my mind wants to believe the evidence of what my life is doing. And so which am I going to believe? Do I believe what I see or do I believe Him? Do I believe the Scripture? Do I believe the voice of God coming through my friends? Or do I believe? It's just like this. I tell, oh, you're such, you know, we talk to little children. At least I think the generations are changing because the younger generation now, the parents of this generation, many, many, many of them understand how important it is the way they speak to their children. Well, come on, knothead, you idiot. Get up in here and do this. You're lazy. You're, and I, we, we, I was raised with generations that would call you names. And they weren't the good names. It wasn't. You're an overcomer. You have a purpose. You have destiny. You're a brilliant young man. You can think better than this. I see more in you than what you're exhibiting. You see, it's a different way to motivate. You can motivate through accusation and through putting people down, or you can motivate by saying the truth about them, and then they can step into faith and believe, this is who I am. Are you a good young man? Yes. Well, how do you know? Because Jesus... And my faith, I, I believe Him. And when you start believing Him, guess what? It's Him. Then it's Him. And you don't get to brag about it, is what Paul said. It's all Him. And so we don't get to take credit for it. Whoever believes in Him gets to experience eternal life. And you know like 80% of the time when the Bible says eternal life, it's talking about supernatural God-inspired life in the world today. So when I believe in Him, I can stand up taller than I could in my own strength. When I believe in Him, the, the world no longer becomes a burden, and I don't have to worry about tomorrow because He's got it. And that all is supernatural. It's not me doing it. It's not you doing it. It's Him doing it. For, and this is verse 8 and 10 of that passage we read. It's for grace. That we're saved through faith. That means when you believe the way Jesus believes about us, the way Jesus believes about everything, when you do that, His grace releases power in us. 
And it's not from us, it's a gift from God. You know what gifts are? You don't earn them. But we live in a society where we earn everything. We earn punishment, we earn shame, we earn guilt, we earn bondage, we earn that. And we also earn being better than everybody else. So the devil presents us with an option. We can live our lives based on judgment and self-effort, or we can live our lives by faith relying on the grace and the gifting of God. And then whenever we begin to blossom and groom and, and, and grow and change, we give Him the credit and we don't stand up and say it's us. You see, there's two world systems. And the world system, which, God, which was presented to Eve in the garden, that system is based off of work and effort and self-control and self-everything. God's system is based off of His goodness and His grace and everything comes from Him. There's two world systems and it's so prevalent in our world that we have a hard time. You see, uh, it really is. We can live a life of grace. It was out of love that He gave us this choice, right? He gave you this choice because He loves you. You can live by grace through faith, depending on God, for your past, your present, and your future. You know, I love the fact, I love this illustration because Pat and Harvey and Kay are going to Cambodia, wherever that is. I looked on the map, so I know where it is, close to Vietnam. And then they're going to India. And you know what? I'm not worried about it at all because it's going to be God's grace working through them, bringing life to those people that they've never met. And there's millions of them. Now, they're a little worried about it, but I'm not. Because I believe. Yeah, I'm not going either. Did you say that, Kay? I'm not going. He said that. I know. Well, you'd worry about it if you were that day on the, in the street and those guys would have brought you that abused poor slave and said you are you going to obey the law or are you going to be a lawbreaker tell us and we'll stone her that would have been pressure on you do you know how you're going to get free in this world it's by believing in who Jesus says you are by believing in who the scripture says you are and standing back and saying it's not me it's all him and then whenever God moves in your life in power and you actually rise up above wherever you are right now you don't take credit for it he does sounds a lot like Jesus now what is sin it's anywhere I believe this and we're going to talk a lot about it it's anywhere in our lives where we don't see ourselves the way He does. Where we don't believe what the Scripture says about us. Where we don't believe what the Holy Spirit says about us. Where we don't believe God can speak to you through anything. I mean, He's going to before the day's out. You're going, he's going to speak to you and through the oddest way, but He's going to. And you get to choose to believe Him or to believe your past or to believe your circumstances or to believe your own judgment of yourself or to believe the words you might have heard your whole life Jesus set you free so you get to choose what you believe and if you believe him the very power of God the very power of God 
gets released in our lives. When I believe the enemy, the power of the darkness gets released in my life. And I'd rather walk in the power of God. So, Jesus created us. The word sin, y'all remember this last week. Uh, I don't think I put it on a screen. I didn't. Sin is the Greek word hamartia. Hamartia. It means without, without form, without identity. It's how you see yourself. Do you agree with what Jesus says about you? He says you were created in his image. That's what the Bible starts with. The very start is right there. Or do you believe what the darkness and what logic and reason say about you? You get to choose. And I believe sin is easily identified in our lives. It's the lies we believe about ourselves. You know, it's like prejudice because of color or past those are lies but you can believe that's true you can believe people are less than you because of their color you can believe that people are less than you because they did this and you didn't do that and they did that and you you can believe that and if you do it's going to put you under the power of darkness but when you choose to believe him you step into a new realm an environment that's empowered by the presence of God so this morning we want to we want to experience the presence of God he says to walk in the light as he is in the light that's where we want to walk and you do it by one thing not by actions not by smoking or drinking or chewing tobacco or dating girls from you know Arkansas that do I was trying to think of that name of that town that I go to, that cotton plant. The girls are cotton plant that do. <laughs> That's not what sin is. Sin is what you believe. It's who you have faith in. You know, it's so funny. The way sin is actually the same as salvation. Salvation begins with grace through faith. Sin begins with faith. Believing lies and distortions of who your true identity is, right? And so, uh, this morning, I want to do something. Um, I'm going to set y'all up for something. We've got a few minutes. We're going to do this. Um, so I'm, let's all stand up. That would make it easier for everybody. And I'm so excited because what, what uh, Harvey, you and uh, Kay and Pat, would y'all come up here? Please. Please. I said it. I'm nice. I said it in a nice way. Get y'all up here. Um, quicker, Pat. Quicker. Quicker. <laughs> um, they're going to go to I have a hard time saying, I keep saying, wanting to say Guatemala, it's Cambodia, and they're going to India to see Pastor Mohan, who'll be here in February, guys, it'll be uh, pretty exciting, but they're going to go see him, and they're going to release the life of Jesus into people over there, and I know it's going to happen, pastors, uh, all kinds of people over there, they'll be doing this with, but this morning, I want to ask for volunteers, okay, um, they volunteered just they already volunteered. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they're volunteering for, do they? Uh, you don't either. I think this will be fun. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask for volunteers. And if you volunteer, I want you to come up here and, and stand with these guys. Um, and anybody can do it. 
So it's not, there's no limits, male, female, age. Uh, if it's your first time to grace, great. If it's your last time coming to grace, well, that's sad, but that's okay too. <laughs> you can still come. Uh, so I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask Jesus to give you a, a something in your heart. If you think you're supposed to volunteer, uh, I want you to come up here and stand beside these uh, amazing missionaries we're sending to the other side of the world, okay? So, Father, I just thank you uh, for what you're doing, that, God, you're going to give us, we need the definition of sin, even if it stretches us, God. So I just thank you you're doing that right now. So, Jesus, would you speak to each one of us, uh, everyone in here, whether they should volunteer? Okay, if you think you should volunteer, uh, come on up here. We're not going to stone anybody, I promise. That'll, this will be uh, so much fun. Blind volunteering. If you're in the military, you would never do this. I've heard you guys talk. Never volunteer for nothing. Um, okay, so... so uh, Here's what we're going to do. I asked Pastor Tim to do this. So uh, if you guys, Pastor Tim, would you come and you're going to give instructions? Yeah, you're going to do here and you're going to take them back there. Okay. Um, so you guys come together so y'all can hear him. Um, yeah, come on in. I want to tell y'all. Yeah. So he's going to talk to these guys for a second and then I'm going to give instructions. play the guitar. So, uh, yeah, you got me back on. So here's what's going to happen. I believe that this is on purpose. Whether you're volunteered or not, doesn't matter. We've asked those guys to... Uh, we, I believe the Lord wants to tell you he wants to give, tell you his heart for you this morning. And it will be different for every one of us. And I've asked them, they're going to come through the crowd, and they're going to work the way up to the front, and they're going to pray for you. They're going to speak what they believe the Lord is saying to you, okay? So you just have to stand there and uh, let, let the Lord speak to you. Ask God to open your ears to hear in your heart, okay? So they're going to work their way up to the front, and they're, they're going to come up to the front. So you guys uh, just receive. Receive what the God wants to say to you this morning. He wants to speak to you. <laughs> 